welcome to Christian Financial Perspectives, where you're invited to gain insight, wisdom, and knowledge about how Christians integrate their faith, life, and finances with a biblical worldview. Here's your Christian Financial Advisors host, Bob Barber, and his co-host, Sean Peters. Welcome to another episode of Christian Financial Perspectives. So glad that you joined us. If you haven't subscribed already and you like videos on financial topics, but from a Christian perspective, love for you to hit that subscribe button, like this video and share with others. It helps both our channel, but also helps other people like you find this kind of content. So today we're going to be covering an interesting subject, the 10 traits of Christian millionaires. Now this is not a prosperity theology kind of an episode. We are not teaching you how to how to get rich. This is just more of a interesting commentary of, of what we have seen over the years, especially Bob, over over common traits of people who are Christian and happen to be wealthy. So Bob, why don't you give us a yeah, I like, I like the introduction on where, where there's this no doubt. I, this is a tough one to tackle, Sean, yeah. because, um, like I say, I don't subscribe to the prosperity theology mindset, but there it it there are things that happen, and it just you do this over the many years, and you end up many times becoming a millionaire. I'm not saying this always happens. Yeah, and um, you know, in my younger years, I. I had a lot of good mentors, and I I watched them, and I noticed there were there were traits in millionaires versus Christian millionaires, or Christian millionaires versus millionaires that made it from a secular worldview. Mm-hmm. And the, these Christian millionaires, they they really had a biblical worldview towards how they handled their finances. And following that biblical worldview, I'm not like I'm, I want to be careful. I'm not saying it's not always going to make you a millionaire, but there's just so many common traits. And you know, Sean, being that we're Christian financial advisors, we work with a lot of Christian millionaires that love the Lord. Mm-hmm. But it's not about the money with them. It's, just, it's which is really interesting how this how this happened. And and very seldom did they become they didn't set out to be a millionaire. It just happened by using these biblical principles and you know of, of giving first, and in saving, investing. Honesty is a really important thing with Christian millionaires, and a consistent lifestyle that's not based on materialism or consumerism. They, yeah, exactly. They don't they don't care. If they're driving the the latest, greatest, most expensive car, they don't get their self worth from that. Yeah, yeah, makes sense. And and so really, it it comes down to for for a lot of the Christian millionaires that you've come across is that that consistency, that honesty, not focusing on the consumerism, basically leads to a a very God honoring, frugal lifestyle. Yeah, which. Chances are, by the time you get to retirement age, there's a good chance you might have been able to accumulate a pretty good amount of wealth. Yeah, and it, and so, it happens slowly. It's not a get yeah. rich quick. They don't they don't buy lottery yeah. tickets. Which is a great segue, Bob, into okay. our first scripture, it, which it is. is Proverbs thirteen eleven. Dishonest money dwindles away, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. And then, of course, the other one that we're going to go over is First Timothy six ten. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, 
some people eager for money have wandered from their faith from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs and uh, and they, we emphasize right money is not evil in itself but the it, love the, the of love money. of money so if if it's all about the almighty dollar as my dad used to say is it all about the almighty dollar if it's all about that your heart's in the wrong spot Especially so, if you want to be a Christian millionaire. Okay. So first, love God, seek Him, and realize He is the owner of everything, not you. That comes from Psalms 24.1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. So here are the 10 main traits. We're going to list these out as we go through them that we see. Okay. First one, they love the Lord with all their heart, and they are faithful to their church to the T, man. I mean, I see this over and over. They, they're they involved in small group Bible study. They're very faithful to their church. Um, they love other ministries. They they go on mission trips. Um, many of our clients, you know, they've, they've been to the Holy Land several times. They've been on to trips to Africa or Mexico or even involved in missions in their own town. Yeah. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well again, their focus is on the Lord. Yeah. In their church and how they serve. Yeah. If they happen to acquire more wealth or more money, that was never the goal. That's right. That's never the focus. Yeah. So, and the next one, they are givers and not all about themselves. Yes. You know, I think, again, that's, you know, if I remember correctly, and I'm sure so, if, if I'm wrong, correct me in the comments, but I remember reading that really the only time that God was ever asked to be tested, where it's like, test God. In yeah. This, and basically came back to, to the giving. It's like Malachi three ten. And by the way, it says, okay, yeah. "Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates." So heaven, you will not uh, from yeah. heaven. You will not have room enough for it. Yeah. Okay, um, bring the tithe into the storehouse. Is what that says. Yeah. So go in and, and read it. It also says, "I will prevent pests from devouring your crops." Now maybe we don't go have crops today, but I will prevent pests from breaking down your car. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. things like that. So uh, that's where giving is it's very yeah. scriptural and biblical regardless of how much you've been given i mean it makes me think of the parable of the master and the and the servants and each was given a different amount but each was given something and i think that part of you know testing god and how he'll take care of you you know he talks about the birds of the field and, right. the, and the or the birds of the air and the flowers of the field yep. and and that like well obviously how much more does god care about you well i think that's what it comes down to is whether you have a little kind of in the middle you have a lot it doesn't really matter because whatever it is that god has entrusted you with you should be giving you should trust god and Whatever you end up with is what you end up with. You know, it's interesting. So far, we've shared two of the 10, and neither one of them has been financial. By the way, out of these 10, there's only three that are financial. Directly financial. That, that that, you know, gets you to the point of being a Christian millionaire. Isn't that interesting? The third one is they have deep roots in their community. They have long-term friends, and their family is around. Very family-oriented. Yeah. And even if they don't have children, they still have that family at their church. They had that family uh, in small group, and that is a strong trait. Do you notice these first three th- three traits? Like I say, nothing financial. Then we get to the fourth one. They which are careful is, with how they spend God's money. That's right. Because like we already said, it's whatever God has entrusted to you. So they're careful with what they do with that money. They look at their money, like and, and what and God's money, like this is your money, Lord. I'm a manager of it. I want to do a good job with it. 
And that's where that third, I mean, that fourth trait comes in. That's the first one that's financial. Now, these next several are not financial, but they are when you think about because they have job consistency mm-hmm. and they're faithful, hard workers. They, they don't hop around a lot. They don't yeah. chase fantasies. Okay. Yeah. And I've, I've noticed that with every single one of them I've come across, um, maybe three different career changes in their 35 or 40 years, maybe yeah. three. I've, I very seldom do I see anybody that's four, five, or six. They're not chasing after the win. Yeah. You know, there's a scripture that talks about that, chasing after the win. Be careful of doing that. Well, it's not a scripture, but it makes me think of the, oh, the grass is always greener on the other side. Yeah. You know, and, and many times I think when things aren't working out, it's not so much that, oh, this is just wrong, but maybe you need to look at, well, what's your attitude when it comes to the position? What's your what's your mindset? Where are you coming from? Right. Because if there's a problem with how you're approaching things, moving to a different location means you're going to have the same problems that are going to It's going to follow you. That's right. And work as if you're working for the Lord, yeah. no matter where you are. Exactly. And work appears in the Bible over 500 times. Now, th- we have many single Christian millionaires as well, okay? They've never been married. But the trait that I've noticed, but the majority are married. The trait that I notice is with all of them is they have long-term marriages. I mean, they're married 35, 40. You know, Rachel and I are coming on 39 years this year. Um, Next year, we're going to have quite a big blowout. Yeah, it's amazing we haven't killed each other all this time. Well, she's a very godly woman. <laughs> she's put up with you for thirty nine years. We love each other, <laughs> definitely. And, and I'm telling you, the glue that held us together is Jesus Christ and, yeah. and the Lord. Um, well, Bob, I, you know that's an interesting one. They have long term yeah. marriages because some of you may look at that and think, oh, if you haven't been married a long time, you can't be wealthy. And it's it's more than that because for one, I mean, even not even looking at it from a biblical perspective, look at it from a you know secular. Marriages, when they end, can be extremely costly financial. Oh, they, you start splitting the assets. Exactly. Off. Exactly. So right. So even taking out the spiritual and and mental and emotional impact that it can have on you going through a divorce, just the actual financial impact can be extremely detrimental. If you're talking about how people are able to actually build and acquire wealth over their lifetime, so having that long-term marriage that's a good financial win because chances are that's what right. you can do together and grow is going to be a lot better than if you had to split everything in half and start over. So the next two, so the next two are going to be actual financial. Okay. Yeah. They are savers and they invest wisely. Yeah. They do not chase after the win. They don't try to put it all on one stock or one piece of real estate or one company. Yeah. They diversify and they use that biblical principle of diversification. Mm-hmm. And and uh, they you know they look at their investments and their savings differently. Yeah, just like what we were talking about yesterday here at yep. the office. You have your your spending checking account, then you should have your savings account, and then you should have your investment right. account. And your you investment should, accounts should always be focused on long term, right? And not oh, I've got money in there, I'll just pull it out. It's like well, no, no, no you you've got to have those different buckets for emergency or things that you're maybe you're saving up for the new car you need right. to buy at some point, yep. whatever it is. And then your investment should be, well, that's for 
really typically for most people, your investments account uh, accounts are going to be to supply you income in your retirement years. And you're supposed to let that principal grow. No, yeah. Don't touch that principal exactly. ever. Let the principal make you interest, dividends, and long-term gains. Yeah. Okay. So number eight. Another financial one, and then that 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 would be it for you know. And then we have two more after that. Um, that but these are the, this is the only other one that's financial and they are debt-free yeah. except for maybe a mortgage. Yeah. But most by the time they're my age, which I'm 60 now, uh, they don't have that mortgage anymore. That's right. Or it's very, very small if they do. So they use that. And like you've heard me say here, an old country boy told me many years ago, and you know I'm a country boy too, but it's so funny how he said it. He said, son, I ain't never seen nobody hurt by being debt free. (laughs) And the way he said it with that twang, which I already have a twang, but the way he said it was even more of a twang. And um, I was like, that stuck me. That really stuck to me. I was like, you know, and this was a Christian millionaire that said it. Yeah. Okay. So. So number nine, they don't wear themselves out to get rich. They don't. That's an interesting one, Bob. What, What do you mean by that one? Well, they they have their families, they have their church they're involved in. They're they're not working fifteen hour days, and they're not working all through the weekends. So, so you it, mean you mean they're they're not doing that because it's not all about the money? That's the exactly place? right. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah, that, that they're actually valuing their family and their you know church and their time with God. Yeah, okay. So I want to I want to I want to say this tenth one, all right? Because this is really this is really one that I think is so strong. They exemplify good values, very good values, like honesty, honest to the core, Sean. I mean, integrity and faithfulness, and they live by a biblical worldview based on absolute truth, not relativism, which is so different today. Yeah. So truth to them and to me, it's the same way because I have a biblical truth was the same a thousand years ago. It's the same today. It will be the same in a thousand years. And it keeps you from being mixed up. When you when you start making truth relative versus absolute, you get mixed up. Yeah. So they're not mixed up. It's, okay? it's hard to be honest, have honesty and integrity if truth and, and how you're going to respond to a situation is... Well, it depends. It's relative. Yeah. Well, it shouldn't. Yeah, this is it, it. Should never be relative. That's right. So we, we have a, a few more scriptures. I think and, but would, that's would the be ten, very and and, yeah. and I think these ten are very very good. So we're we're gonna cover First Timothy six ten. I know we said uh, that one earlier. Yep. But it's such, such a good one. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. First love God, seek Him, and realize He's the owner, not you. And so, then Psalms twenty four one. Right. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it and all who live in it. I've said that one over and over. You know, so do a good job with what you have and what God's given you. And and that this scripture emphasizes about doing a good job with the little things first from Luke sixteen ten. One of my favorites, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. You know, so the whole point I want today to be is is that that Christian millionaires, they, they don't associate their net worth with their self worth, but it's an association with their their relationship with Christ, and it just happens by following these biblical principles. It's a very different mindset than the way of the world, and so the point of this program, Bob, then or to to summarize what you were saying, is we're not presenting these traits as this is a way for you to get rich, right? But 
for one, if you live this way, mm-hmm. it's definitely a, a lot more rewarding way to live, whether you become a millionaire or not. Yeah. But but again, I think it, it's just very interesting to see the common traits of Christians who have been able to uh, gain a lot of wealth. Yes. Yeah. Become millionaires. Yeah. And and they're and like I say, they're large givers. They're very yeah. large givers. Well, I hope this has helped you today. If you would like to uh, give us a call here at Christian Financial Advisors to help give you Christian advice about how to handle the funds that God has given to you, give us a call or text us at 830-609-6986, or you can find us on the web at christianfinancialadvisors.com. Any last words, Sean? No, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining us, and God bless. We invite you to listen to all of our past episodes covering many financial topics from a Christian perspective. To make sure you don't miss any of Bob's upcoming episodes, you can subscribe to Christian Financial Perspectives on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or Amazon Music. To learn more about integrating your faith with your finances, visit ChristianFinancialAdvisors.com or call 830-609-6986. Investment advisory services offered through Christian Investment Advisors, Inc., DBA Christian Financial Advisors, also known as Christian Financial Advisors Management Group, a registered investment advisor. Comments from today's show are for informational purposes only and not to be considered investment advice or recommendations to buy or sell any company that may have been mentioned or discussed. The opinions expressed are solely those of the host, Bob Barber, and his guests. Bob does not provide tax advice and encourages you to seek guidance from a tax professional. While Christian Investment Advisors believes the information to be accurate and reliable, we do not claim or have responsibility for its completeness, accuracy, or reliability.